Hey there, welcome to The Colour Couch, which is brought to you through Lao Post and presented by me, Vincent Taylor. Now, if you don't know who Lao Post is, then hold everything, go check them out. Uh, they're an awesome creative learning platform that's for everything you need to know in this crazy post-production world. Uh, if you don't know who I am, I'm a wannabe talk show host who says I'm too much and has a day job as a colorist. Actually, sometimes that day job is a night job as well. Enjoy the podcast. You're sitting on the color couch with Vincent Taylor. I'm a colorist for film, television, and everything in between. Now, for those of you not in the industry, a colorist is a person who makes the colors look pretty in the images you watch. The role of a colorist uh, also makes the shots match. So, um, let's see, if they film our conversation, your shots first, then my shots next. They edit those shots together to tell a story that our conversation happened in real time. Um, but then look, the trouble is that uh, when they shot all your shots, the sun came out. So uh, one of the jobs of the colorist is to make your sunny shots and my not sunny shots match. If we achieve that, then we'll preserve the illusion of continuity, which is, for the most part, the essential part of storytelling. Um, when my clients come into the color grading suite to work on their projects, they sit on this color couch of mine for an hour or a day or weeks on end, depending on the project. Those clients might be directors, writers, producers, or cinematographers. It varies considerably depending on the project. While working on this project, we talk about a whole bunch of interesting things. Sometimes it's color, but not necessarily. And that is what The Color Couch is all about. It's a glimpse behind the curtain of film and television. The podcast will talk about color from time to time, but it's really about what brought my clients, my guests, to The Color Couch. How do they get to this place in this crazy industry and what keeps them coming back? I love the conversations I have and my hope is that you'll love them too. So squeeze in, there's plenty of room, cuddle one of my Bill Murray cushions and let's have a chat on the color couch. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. All right. Um, now... This is my first podcast for The Colour Couch. Uh, you're with Vincent Taylor. Um, this is the second attempt, because the first one, we, we kind of messed it up. And I'm going to say we, even though it was me. Um, that was kind of our fault, too. Really? Yeah. yeah uh, yours. I'm, 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 I'm sitting here with Stephen Craig, and the re reason, from Anomaly, and the reason that I kind of messed it up is because I was going to get these guys to introduce themselves because I knew I couldn't pronounce last names very well. But here I go. But then they dared me. They said, well, you, you have a go. So here we go. Uh, it's going to be bad, though. Mendonka? I mean, that's, that's, just, that's what everybody says. Yes. Close enough. But is that right? Uh, it's Mendonca. Mendonca? Yeah. It's got a weird little curvy thing on the bottom the of the sea. sea. That? The so sea sounds like an What's S. the nationality of that? Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah. Portuguese. All right, yeah. all right, all right. So, so I would if if I had said that, you wouldn't have kind of gone. I would have been absolutely floored if you actually said Mendoza. Nobody does. All right, okay, okay. Here we go. This should be good. It, I might get it right. You might. I mean, it's right. not that hard. Right. I mean, right. you read it, sound it out. She, she, and singer. She, she. What? How do you have it spelled over there? Well, that's it. She Schlesinger. Oh, that's an L. Yeah, what do you think it was? An I. All right, moving on. Um, yeah, spend a lot of time in China. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, for those of you who don't know, although if you listen to the intro to the podcast, you would know, the idea behind the colour couch is I get clients in the room for colour grades and we spend a great deal of time together and we have some pretty interesting conversations and also have a lot of fun. And I met with Stephen Craig on a job we did just recently for NBC and I liked them. And I thought that they would be fantastic guinea pigs for the first... You're a terrible judge of character. Really? Yeah. And this will now fail because of it. <laughs> yeah, and then your entire enterprise will Crumble. crash into the ground. Well, maybe, maybe, but, you know, it's like... Now, I, 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 um, uh, my wife, Amelia, she uh, is an audio producer, and so she said, you know what, you should plan this out. You shouldn't just wing it. And so I planned it out. <laughs> You know what I think you should do with that book? Bury it and Bury just it. wing it. So I just showed the guys a, um, what would you call it, notes, I guess? Yeah. 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 Kind uh, of uh, timeline. A, uh, what, what do they call uh, when you're in college? Uh, syllabus. Sheet notes? I was going to say syllabus. Syllabus. Sure, it's a syllabus. All right, which, which is a great segue, because I yeah. was going to say, you can tell you're a writer. Yes. But it's a great segue for you guys to explain what you do. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, we are uh, associate creative directors at Anomaly, yep. which means we. Uh, I'm a writer. My friend Steve here is an art director. Pictures, uh, pictures, and words. So we're a creative team. Um, we've been doing this for almost a decade. Uh, we come up with all things advertising, and I guess not advertising. TV, radio, social. Big campaign thoughts, terrible lines, occasionally a decent line. How do you know if it's a good line? I don't. <laughs> but, but is there some? Is there like a little gut thing that makes you go, oh, that's good? Yeah, but usually when that happens and then I look at it again, I'm like, that's actually not that good. Um, well, that's, I mean, although not words, more pictures, but it does help. And especially even from a an art direction standpoint, too, to have a writer to bounce ideas off of and vice versa. Yeah. It's like, if we both really like it. It's probably not complete shit. Yeah, and chances are it's not horrible. Shit. Yeah, but that's. I, I'm also self-deprecation is part of our our shtick. So maybe how do we know if it's a good idea? I don't know. It just feels simple, and a lot of times you'll know if a campaign or a or you know an idea is is a good idea if it's got like lots of legs, what we call legs, which means like. It's just like you could go, oh, there's your spot for it, and then here's how you do an out-of-home activation, and here's how you do social off of it. Like, Because it's such a simple, clear, singular idea that I can see all the things that easily fall out of it. Yeah, right. That's usually a pretty good test of you know whether an idea is like big and good. Mm. And, and, and it's, it's funny, because the, the idea of someone who's a writer, with a, no matter what they're writing... I get it. I get what a writer does. A writer writes. But, I mean, how, how would you describe your job? I mean, what you... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I've been trying to like, describe what we do for like 10 years and still can't do it. We just um, we, we get paid to come up with stuff. Yeah, so we just like sit down and start a Google Doc and then both be writing nonsense into it or just looking over at each other and talking. But... Yeah, I don't know. Just, well, I guess okay. If we're going to be like adults about this, we'll I guess we should. Ideas, yeah. And then as the art director, I guess more my wheelhouse is then helping like refine visuals, whether that's like in TV or print or like digital or what have you. Like either do the design or help direct the design with a graphic designer, 
Um, and then when you're on a TV set, like working with art department to make sure the sets look great. Then in post with like the color grade and like yourself. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's just... But, but did I hear you correctly saying that you are in at the writing stage as well? And you're yeah, yeah, of course. He, yeah, he, he does the refining of the words and making the scripts. It's all good. writing at the beginning, man. Like, everything is just... Because here... Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Really, what we do is... It starts with, like, a business problem, right? So, like, a, a brand or a company comes and says, we have a business problem. Our sales are down 5% because people don't know that we're soft. I don't know. Or whatever the problem is that you're that they're talking about. So they come to an ad agency and they go, "We want you to put something out in the world that convinces people where X, whether it's soft, whether it's where beer that tastes great, whether it's refreshing, whether it's whatever." So what Steve and I do and what I guess any creative does is you like your job is to come up with a way to get that out to people in you know, in a way that's interesting in any sort of fashion or doesn't completely suck or makes you look, which is that's that's really what we do. We're trying to, like, come up with some piece of yeah. communication like TV, whether it's a long poem, whatever, that makes somebody in the street look mm. and and go, huh, or, you know, or, or, or convinces them of the thing you're trying to convince them of or, or shows them in some way. So I guess that's really like what we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the beginning, I mean, yeah, it's all writing. Like when when it's like we get a brief for okay, we need three thirty second TV spots. It's just Steve and I sitting down in front of a Google yeah, Doc just and just, and just bullshitting down like, and going, "Hey, you know what could be funny? Hey, you know what's a good way to like say this in a really simple way?" Yeah, you blow it out, and if it goes somewhere great, great. Many more than yeah, ninety eight percent of the time, it's a shit idea. But you got to get the shit ones out and the, like the bad ideas out of the way before you can get to something that's yeah. Kind sometimes of you just got to put interesting and good pen do, to do, paper. Do you, do you ever get in that position where you go, oh, "That's a great idea," and you're both kind of buzzing on it, and then someone says, or you you say, "Ah, oh, someone's already done that." Yeah. Oh, it happens all, all the time. time. All does the time. It? I mean, so much has been done already. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find brand new ideas. Lots of stuff are just like. You know, reformulations of an old idea, or uh, I forget. There's like a saying. There's an expression about like new ideas. Like all new ideas are, are just somehow like rebuilds of old idea. I don't know. This is some some. Uh, yeah, there's there's a great prophecy like, quote about <laughs> yeah. that. It's like the. I can't the good, remember. Like the, the good create the great steal or something. Yeah. Oh well, that's a that's about writing. That's yeah. About, well, like just about taking yeah. past creative endeavors. But yeah, it happens all yeah. all the time. Anyway. Can we curse on this thing? Well, I guess we would have, though. Is that... I don't know. What do you... Uh, should we? I think like, go, should. Like, go out of our way? No, not go out of our way, but, like... To just sit here and, like... I was about to say everything's been fucking done. But that was, but it wasn't, like, out of the way. But then I, I held you, myself well, I and fuck it. It's now... But now you've said it. Now I've said it, and now, it now you've got the rated R podcast. Damn. That man. sometimes gets listeners, though. You just throw <laughs> a curse out or something, and people just go, Hey, that guy curses on this podcast. I'm going to listen. I feel like, like you know, um, see, this is good. Low, low no, I, mean, I should be taking notes for the, the hooks and the. <laughs> yeah, um, you just need to throw out random. Right, let's, let's, let's look at these. Oh, 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 yeah. And the obvious one. Well, it's not obvious, but it's, it's something that I'm always intrigued about. So you, you guys are, are, are a partnership. You work well together. You, you know, how did that come about? How did you start working together? Uh, well, it was a well, dark day. No, it was <laughs> way back in 2000. Six? No. No, 2010. Yeah. 2010. We graduated in 2010. Yeah, 2010. Does, does the podcast turn to black and white now? Yeah. Like we're going back in the past. Well, yeah, like so you have that one of those squiggly, yeah, those yeah, like, yeah. you know, like fade to. Yeah. Nearly 10 years ago. 
That was our last semester at Syracuse. Um, we were both in the in the advertising program in the communication school, and they they had this. Uh, I think they still do. Yeah, they still do. They do. They're part of the AAF, which is the American Advertising Foundation. They do this federation. Federation. It's a federation. I guess, something right? with an F. Uh, no, American Advertising something, and they do like a year, like every year, they do a a a contest amongst various colleges um, with their advertising programs to come up with the best campaign for a client that is chosen of that year. Mm-hmm. And then we participated in that. Um, Craig was in digital media. And I was an art director on it. Um, Craig hated digital media. Well, I knew I was... I started off as a newspaper journalism major. So I knew I wanted to write, but then... So then I I quit that, and I changed majors to, like, advertising, because I was like... I didn't even know that that was, like, really a major that you could do, where you could just write, like... Yeah, you get paid to do that. Um, But I did start off in media because I was like worried I wouldn't be able to get a job after college because everybody was like, it's so hard. And it is. But so, yeah, so I was doing media, but I knew I didn't want to do that. But anyway, I got a job doing media. Um, Steve had taken an internship at, was it Publicis? Yeah, Publicis. So Publicist and but we were working on a portfolio because that's what you need to get into um, creative side. Basically, where I was getting to is Craig was while in digital media by like degree he was also really more into writing yeah. so he was also taking creative classes and he we looked at each other's portfolios my words sucked and his pictures sucked <laughs> so together we tried to make less sucky ads so uh, we started making a portfolio together we worked on it on the summer after we graduated um, and then after my first internship, I got a second one at Saatchi, uh, very fortunately to have gotten in front of the right person. Mm. And right she time. took, uh, she took a gamble and opened well, up the offer to bring Craig in as well to be full-time yeah. interns. Well, I think what kind of happened was like, like agencies tend to like ebb and flow. I, I don't know why I'm doing this for you because you can't see this Craig's moving his hand on a podcast. Wavy um, but but agencies tend to like you know they have good years and then they have then they have a couple bad years and then they're back again and then they like it's just yeah. how advertising works. So Saatchi was going through like one of these Saatchi New York was going through one of these turns and they had like unfortunately let like, go of a bunch of people like some people had left like they they brought in a new chief creative officer um, so they were going through this like sort of transition and the the recruiter over there um, was basically like. Sure, we'll take freelance interns for $12 an hour to yeah. work 100-hour weeks or whatever. And Steve and I were like, great, that sounds yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I was at like a media gig, and I quit that. when, uh, And then Steve and I went to go work there. And then... So how, how long ago was that? That was uh, in the fall of 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah, right. Almost a decade ago. Jesus. Yeah. Makes me feel old. So yeah, so we did that. We got hired as full-time like juniors, junior creatives. Which is essentially like, yeah, it's just you know you're you're rising up the the totem pole. Um, how, how? Because I know in in color grading circles, like I've seen the landscape of even how you become a colorist, how you progress 
into that world, how you gain experience. I see how much that's changed, you know, how, how, how and I'm going to say kids, but you know what I mean. Younger people come in and, they, and, and it's a very different approach now to how it used to be. Do you find that in your line of work as well, that, that, that younger people are coming through and, and approaching it in a different way? Or is it still a similar thing where you just have to work your way through and, you know, or... Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the generation now coming into the business is way more talented than us. Well, I, I, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's the way harder have, to get in. Their, their portfolios are really polished. Ours is probably what they, Still our portfolio probably looked like what they had, like probably at the beginning of their portfolio school. We, we had physical books. It was like a book that we carried around with us to show. It was just print ads and now they have full fledged yeah. videos and yeah. film and case studies. But you have to. And I think also like it's more, it's more common, um, for, uh, creatives to go to basically get a master's in, in this, like go to ad school, which we, we, we didn't yeah, do. We skipped. Um, luckily, but like, it's like almost like if you want to be a social worker, you get a, you have to get a master's in social work. Now, if you want to be creative, you have to go to like Miami ad school or, or creative circus or, or V or, uh, uh, SVA in New York. Like, why did you say luckily? Like, um, we got very fortunate. That was like the oh, right I time. See. Well, because well, because we it's a, <laughs> schools are expensive, man. Well, that's why that's yeah. we didn't we couldn't really or wanted to do another two years. Yeah, um, so it worked out. But yeah, I, I would say like <clears throat> it's it's always been a hard business to break into, and you got to like you know get your book in front of the right person at the right time, and also like. Good recruiters can see an idea through like a crappy execution, hmm. whereas like sometimes like a lazy recruiter will just like be like, "Well, that's not a good comp, so this person's like not worth it." You know what I mean? Like, so it's also part of the part of the game. Yeah, and then it's interesting to me because uh, you know I I met you at the very well toward the very end of the process, but but you're following you know from that initial idea. And you're sitting here late at night at the very end of that whole process. So you you follow the the idea the whole way through. Is that usual? Or yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. and you um, just hire people that are really good at what they do at all the different points. And if they're not making it better, then you're not working with the right people. Yeah. Well, it so starts with a client goes, "We need an ad, or we need a campaign for this." And this was actually a super tight and accelerated timeline. Um, which I guess is getting more and more common, but yeah. So like, it's just you know, Steve and I sitting there and and like go and like trying to come up with an idea, and that idea gets shown to our boss, who goes, "That's cool. Can you throw? The, can you also do it this way? What if you tried this? We write some more scripts. Some other teams write scripts. We take a look at everything on the wall. We go, these are the seven best ideas. This is what we're presenting. Five best ideas. Whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, that goes to client. The client goes. I like this one. Let's go make that one. So we go and yeah, we, we find a director, um, we cast, we do that, we shoot, uh, we go to an edit, edit, and then yeah, after all that, we come to you guys to make it make it sound truly pretty, sing, pretty. yeah, make it make it look <coughs> fucking amazing and make it sound fucking amazing, which is what a mix is for. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, you're it's your your if you're the creative on a on a on a something that's getting made, piece of work whatever like yeah you're you're through it the entire way whether it's print you know tv social whatever it is yeah which is always like it still remains like kind of it's it's very easy to get very cynical in this business but that part's still kind of like when i look back on it it's it's pretty neat to see something from whatever computer screen 
yeah. to then actually comes out of your TV. Stupid is, brain. Is, is that yeah. is that part of the way that you would fight cynicism? Like, so you don't get cynical to get that reward? Is that what keeps it's, you I mean, doing it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're the we'll be the first to admit, like, we are like, but we we are very self-deprecating usually during the day, but we do it in like I guess a healthier, more positive way. Sure. <laughs> like, we'll just keep telling ourselves that. We say it's just like it's more of like a coping thing, but then we always like also do a rather good job, I think. Of you gotta take reminding a step yourself back. Yeah. Like, we are paid to do yeah yeah it's like you're gonna pay me what to do what (laughs) like you know it's gonna and yes it's hard work and yes there are like long nights and and but I mean that's basically everybody these days but you know we can do it in jeans and a t-shirt exactly and And you just you're you're coming and it's super frustrating at times because you're like man why can't I come up with a decent idea but like and it's a very personal business. It's hard not to yeah. take feedback personally because yeah. it's come like if I was like doing you know an account. This is a super generalized thing I'm gonna have to say. But like if I was an accountant and I was just doing spreadsheets and somebody said your spreadsheet was wrong or your math is whatever, I'd be like, all right, well that's just my math, my spread. Like when it's an idea, I guess it feels a little bit more like it's a piece of you. Yeah. So it's really hard to go like when a boss goes or like a CCO or an ECD or a GCD goes. Well, this idea isn't funny enough. It's hard not to be like you're not funny enough. Um, yeah, it's a subjective product we try to put out, and then that like subjectivity comes from you know. I always say it's it's, it's what we thought up, but like, you have to you really need to build a thick skin. You have to take things with like a grain of salt, yeah. and it, it's it's especially painful in the beginning for most people to varying levels. But you just need to learn to kind of take it in stride and you know move on to the next. I always say it's like better than ninety nine percent of anything else. I could ever do. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine, like, you know, suit and tie every day. I, it's just you not could, me, you though. You could still wear one. I could still, could wear, still one. wear one. By the way, and that's, that, that's a good segue. That's the other thing. You work with, like, the most interesting people in the world. Yeah. Like, I feel like, especially when you're talking about, like, creatives, it's, like, the only steady job a lot of the people that we know could hold down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, the, it's really, like, because you work with some, like, insane people but who are like on like the, the like off the scale on smarts and creativity but just like just like the weirdest fucking people it is, which is great which is super interesting yeah it is right because every day is so different yeah every day yeah. is so different you work with interesting people who lead interesting lives and do interesting stuff whether it's at work or on the side mm-hmm. like you Vincent you're an interesting person yeah, that's a, that's a that's that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. The life and times life of and Vincent. Times. I want to. I want to. Uh, this is such a broad subject, but it's always uh, definitely something that fascinates me, and it's the the subject of inspiration. You know about when you know what 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 inspires you and what you touched on the idea of you know as you're you're trying to surround yourself with people that you go yeah you can help make this better and mm-hmm. now when I met you guys. And we started working on this. I, I, I don't know exactly what stage it was at, and I went, I, I don't know. I felt this kind of click. I went, Oh, yeah, cool. Their their aesthetic. I, I totally dig what they're doing, and I, I got really excited about that. And that was inspiring to me. But I, I'd love to know, as you're working through the process, what inspires you? What you know? Um, I, I mean. It- I don't know. That's such like a hard question it to is. answer. It is. I, I, nothing. I don't do any particular thing seeking out inspiration. I think it's just like, um, 
don't know. There, there's there, the comedian Pete. Like, uh, well, I, I, I heard this on a different podcast. I listened to. Uh, not as good. Wait, as wait, 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 wait. Not as good you as this. You're listening one. to other podcasts. Not as good oh, as this one. You're the only one today. <laughs> but um, I'm not saying this person said it, but like, it, it's an interesting thing to hear that like, if you want to be a funny comedian, you should live a life like you should live a life worth commenting on. So if you take that kind of sentiment but flip it in a way or evolve it to be about inspiration, it's like, well, if you want to find inspiration, then maybe you should in, in, like ingratiate yourself in things that in, in a variety of things. Don't just try to like seek out one type of like if you're going to watch TV, maybe like explore different genres or different things or dip, like step out of your comfort zone. Or if you're going to you know waste a lot of time online or on YouTube, watch a variety of different things like. Can help like spark different parts of your brain, like, and then eventually down the road you might find a place where oh that little thing from there, that little thing from there. If I put them together, that could be a nugget of something, and it can grow. Mm. But I mean, I think yeah, just experience different things and try to do different things. But from a romantic, broad point of view, I think film, you know, watching films, watching, reading books, like all, all those pieces of art, like listening to music. Sometimes I'll hear a song. And the lyric will just be like so simple and well written, and it's like, fuck, man, I gotta write something like that. So then you sit down and you try to write something like that. That's from a broad perspective. If I'm being totally honest, from a very like specifically like what we do on a daily basis perspective, deadlines are very inspiring. (laughs) Like we need to like get something out by Friday. Well, you better fucking come up with something by Friday. Creative motivation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm always somebody who works on deadlines and maybe other people are like, you know, better at not. But like, if if I know something's due tomorrow morning, I'm going to come up with something tonight. Whether it's good or not is, 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 I guess we'll judge at a later date, but that's pretty good inspiration. It honestly honestly becomes a fight or flight response and the adrenaline starts kicking and it's like the only way out of this mess is to just do it and do it as well as I possibly can, which is why, yeah, I, I can't, I can't get that like fire under my ass, like until it's like within a five days of the deadline. And that's probably too I need far. like five hours and yeah, it's like three days or something. It's like, okay, now this is real. Yeah. So, wait, it's a real thing like, that I need to do. Like, it's I, incredible, isn't it? How that there's something that will click in your brain that will go, all right, uh, well, time to come up with something. But it's just, it's, I mean, Craig and I both just had kids and I, and you as well, Vincent, on your second, you savage. Yes, yes. But um, no stopping me. But the same thing. The same with having. <laughs> the same with having a kid. Like that. It was not real. Even though my wife was very pregnant, and like it's like no, this isn't a thing. Like my brain can't process it until it's until like actual I'm in the hospital and I'm holding my kid. I'm like. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's real. Never mind. Okay, no, my got life it. Is forever changed. Yeah. And it, nothing hits me until like right before it actually happens. Yeah. And it's weird, but I mean, I it's it's, it's interesting that thing. You like your answer to that thing about inspiration is about uh, it's about living your life and 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 about actually uh, experiencing things and uh, like there was quite a few times during the session I was spending with you and we were just talking about life we were just talking about things that were going on in our lives our kids or or whatever and and that informs everything really oh absolutely i mean that's where like the truest i mean if you're talking about like making a good ad or writing a good book or making a good film like the the stuff that always resonates the most with people is the stuff that feels real to them so like yeah absolutely like Mm. okay i'm a person that inhabits this earth and this is what I do on Saturday mornings 
if I can tap into that sort of like relatable behavior. you know behavior or emotion, then I'm gonna probably make something that connects to you. Maybe not everybody, because not everybody's the same, but like you know, but, but there are broader, you know, there are there are bigger thoughts and, and things that we all experience and emotions. Um, I don't, not to get like too. Yeah, don't, too, don't bring, I don't want to get. Don't to bring it, it down, man. Yeah. No, no, I wasn't going to bring it. So well. I was going to say love. I was going to oh. say like stuff like that. But oh, you going to get all? I was going to get like mushy. sappy with it, and mushy. But like you know, yeah. I don't know. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, well, yeah. I, we sort of. I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of steer it towards the the, the conclusion, which uh, is. You guys have been doing this for a while. You, you would have seen changes in the industry. And again, this is a broad question, so it's a bit nasty. But it, but it's like, where do you see it, it going? Where do you see your your industry going, or, or you know your your roles, and yeah, or or question. do you not? Do you, you just kind of kind of keep going job to job and just um, going? I, I it's it's a very different answer if you're talking about. Craig and myself as the people versus like Anomaly as the agency mm-hmm. versus I the industry. Well. I can't answer how Anomaly will adjust to the industry because I'm not entirely sure how that's going to evolve. But as well, that's like, what he's asking. No, I understand that, but I, I'm I'm being selfish and just want to answer this from like our perspective. How what it means for you and me? I think it like I whatever happens to the industry or to Anomaly as a business, it's like or any other agency. There's still going to be a world in which we, there things are going to have to get created and made. Yeah. And whether so, it's just finding it's finding those places and evolving and moving along with those places that are like writing things and making them and filming yeah. them and shooting them and printing them. It's like if where ideas go from a piece of paper to becoming a thing that you experience and interact with. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, people... That's selfish for me and him. Like, that's yeah. where we would go, where that happens. Yeah, mm. companies need to sell shit, and they need people to know about the shit they yeah. want to sell. So, so <laughs> and here's like, some money. On, like, the most basic, <laughs> like, cynical years. perspective, like, that's always going to be a thing. I think, you know, to, to speak more specifically, like, obviously, digital, social, even though nobody's really cracked that, um, you know... But, but like to us, I mean, maybe this is like you could you could consider this an old school way of thinking. But to us, a good idea is a good idea, yeah. and if it's and if it's like a good idea, it should be able to live well in social. If it's a good idea, it's going to live well in TV. If it's a good idea, it's going to make for a fucking amazing radio ad. Yeah. Or, you know, like you know what I mean? Like I do. I, and, like and I don't I think like yeah. plugging yourself to influencers is really like you know like um, that gets old fast because the influencer might you know get arrested tomorrow and then your oh, shit's creek like yeah. so you should come up with ideas for those spaces rather than just being like oh this is cool so i'm just gonna like let, leech myself onto it well yeah that's the thing like an idea lives on its own whereas this like yeah. influence a lot of our direction is, is not it can't stand on its own it lives and is attached to that person or Boy, that you must brand. sound like old men I don't know. Just like old, no, no, crotchety. Just, just, just you. Yeah. It's just, everyone, just crotchety old. <clears throat> Steve and I, we, we sound like young men. But yeah, I mean, things like, I don't know. We'll just, yeah. I guess, I. wow, that's a, that is sort of a, um, a, a tough question to answer because yeah. like, like, you know, when you're in the thick of it, you're just thinking about like the next script, the next yeah. project, the next no, it is, it is, problem again, it to solve. It goes back to like fight or flight, like survival mode. Yeah. Like you're just trying to, it is very busy. Like, especially at Anomaly, teams are very busy. So you are, you're just focused on making sure that you can do and get what you're doing done and done as well as possible. But then, yeah, I mean, like as, as far as the industry goes, I don't know. I mean, like it's, it's becoming really segmented. There's a lot of smaller agencies doing the jobs that maybe one large agency would have done in the past. Yeah. 
So it's going to different specialty and like niche little places to do mm-hmm. the, like their one thing and do it really well. Um, I'd like to think craft will still matter. I mean, I think that's the thing that yeah. gets lost the most in like this very fast paced, very like how well, ca- how cheap can you do something good, not great? And I think that that happens too often. I, I'd like to think craft is still important. There are times like what we just made. I think you know there was there was an understanding between both client and us and you guys, and that's why we came to you to like make it look fucking good, man. Like you know, I'd like to think that still matters across the board. I I know it doesn't to everybody, but yeah. you know, yeah. Some, you know, some I hope that doesn't get too lost. I. I'm going to finish off with a selfish question. So, so the project that I worked on uh, with the both of you uh, was, a, first of all, I, I mean, I'm biased, but a lovely spot. It was really good. It was launching uh, 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 the NBC streaming service. Um, and one component of that uh, featured Ted Danson. Yes. So this yeah. is a simple question. What was Ted like? Ted's a cool dude. He was lovely. He was super nice guy. Yeah. And like it's it like Steve said to me on set, it's like it's amazing when you have an actually super talented actor. Because the script we gave him like wasn't anything special. Like a lot of times when you're like trying to write a funny ad, you're trying really hard to write funny. But like when you have a good actor, you're just he just like makes it sing. Yeah. And you don't need to like write your way around <laughs> like yeah. Mediocre, you know, whatever performance. He would, he would sit there, like, he would mess up his own take, cut it for himself, and he would start just muttering to himself what he should do better the next time. He was giving himself direction audibly, so we're just hearing him through our context. And it's like, this is so much better than anything we They're could really have told nice him. Guy. But really yeah, nice he was guy, super yeah. easy to work with, super, like, really amicable man, like, gentleman. He's a true yeah. gentleman. True gentleman. I mean, we spent what half a day with him. Yeah, like, less. Still. So it was the like, last day of shooting too. We were yeah. exhausted. Yeah, well, but, it's, get on a flight. But, but it's that, uh, and and I think I mentioned it to you when you guys were in the room because I, I love Ted Ted, Ted Danson. Who doesn't? So, yeah, well, yeah, like a sitcom like, legend. He's so amazing. Yeah. And there's a part of you you want to ask that you want to go. Was he a nice person? And, yeah, and, you know, I think you, you just yeah. Kinda, yeah. I met one of like when we were working at Saatchi, Henrik Lundqvist, who's the goalie for the Rangers, and I'm a huge Rangers fan. And at that time, he was like at the peak of his career. He came by because he was like the spokesperson for Head and Shoulders in Europe, because <laughs> whatever. And Saatchi did Head and Shoulders, whatever. So he came by to sign a couple jerseys. And I didn't even work at Head and Shoulders, but I just wanted to meet the man. Yeah. And I did, and he was also just a really nice guy. Yeah. Like it's always yeah. refreshing when like. But he also he came into the building, went up the elevator. Went to reception alone, and yeah, like by himself, drove there. himself. Like you know, yeah. like he doesn't have to do. They have like a business manager, and so Ted the same way. I mean, Ted did have people around him, but I feel like it was like more those people. Like it's their jobs to be around him because they're hired. by so I, I got the feeling that he they were frantic. He was not. Yeah, I got the feeling he was perfectly okay just doing this by himself. Yeah, and we asked him how long <clears throat> do we have with you, and he's like, as long as you need. We'll, we'll we'll get it right. Right, and then of course like his people like ferried him out after like three hours because. That's their job. Like their like their job is to like you know. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So so, so the uh, uh, for the listeners at home, um, there'll be links in the show notes, uh, so you can you can see this piece and um, and I want to also feature your guys' work as well. So so those will be in the show notes as well. Uh, I'm, I'm going to finish off with a, with this lovely vague thing. 
about going. Is there anything you want to sh- you want to share with them? Because because I thought I thought about a list of vague questions. I, I've covered maybe one of them. <laughs> um, but you know, are there other vague questions you want to ask us? Yeah, no, this is on no, the syllabus. That was kind of pretty much it. And then I at, at the, this is what I wrote at the end. I swear, any anything you want to share with us. And that doesn't have to be. Don't feel, you know, don't start talking about nasal fritters and stuff like that. But I had to do that I the other day. Morning. I did it yesterday and I felt like the worst dad ever because like Mila, my daughter was like, I had to like pin her down. You just yeah. feel, and they're like panicked and they, they don't hate. want it yeah. and they don't want it. And you're just like, please, I'm trying to do what's best for you. But like I, I, I after yesterday's experience, I, I'm like, I can't do it anymore. I it's, can't see that kind of awful. like, those kind of like panic in her face. Yeah, because it's, it is. It's so, terrible. So, I mean, I don't so, want to see it stuck uh, up my nose uh, and sucked out. So, <laughs> so Craig and I, uh, we, we bonded over a nasal frida. If you don't know what it is, uh, a nasal frida will not be in the show notes. So you'll I think to, you should put it to, in the show notes. You think notes. I should? Yeah, why not? It's All a tube right. that you suck boogers out of your kid's nose. Yeah. Uh, by There's the way, a filter. I, I can't get into your mouth. I don't use the filter. I like it going straight into my system. I'm just I, kidding. I, but I, seriously. I, 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 unless you feel strongly uh, another way, I think that was not a bad thing to share with people. What that was about the nasal freedom? That was good. That was yeah. Good. No, I look. It's an essential piece of equipment, parenting, parenting equipment, and it's parenting. and it's. It, you feel very successful when you suck out some nice snot. How you can and help them. How, do, well, yeah, how, yeah. how do I wind this up now? I, I need to. I, I, in my head, I'm going. When I listen back to it, I'm going to go. Oh, we should. Why did I bring up the nasal freedom? But, <laughs> but maybe um, that's the way uh, to wind it up. Thank, thank you both so much for for coming and chatting with me. Um, Dude, I, I, I knew I knew when I met you that you were such interesting guys. And um, <laughs> no, uh, don't, <laughs> I mean, don't, 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 don't. I appreciate you, that, but you were so yeah. Uh, you're such such fun to be with, and um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thank you for I'm having us. Forward to seeing very sweet of you to what have you us. make next. Thank you for having us on your on your inaugural yeah uh, cast of pods, cast of pods, Pod, podcast podcast. Thing. Thank you. I'm flattered. I would have cast of pods. All right, so uh, I, I guess that's it. Um, how do people? Say, what do they do at the end of a podcast? They just say that that's it, and they cut it off. Oh, they they cut them with some music. Yeah, there's some outro music. I was just going to say. That's it. I did one. Um, thanks for having a listen to the Color Couch. Thank you, obviously, to Stephen Craig from Anomaly to uh, you know hang out with me and chat on the couch. Thank you to Amelia Chapelo, my producer, uh, Chubby Tycoon for the music. But please come back to the Color Couch. Jump in. Take your shoes off, please. I mean, no jumping on the couch. That's just silly. But uh, love you all. Bye. And uh, remember, color outside the lines.